welcome to the history of the Batman with London, brought to you by Meltdown Comics and Collectibles in Hollywood, California. This is where we relive the defining moments of one of the most iconic figures of art and literature, the Batman. My name is Mason Booker, and as always, I'm joined by London from the shadows. Maybe he'll say something, maybe he won't. We never know. We are joined by Shadow Adam. History of the Batman is produced and engineered by me, Mason Booker. Adam Silverstein is still out on assignment, but I have a feeling he'll be returning next week. So I'm filling in for him today. I'm totally stoked. London, how are you? <laughs> I'm fantastic, Mason. I'm so glad to hear it. I love it. I love that you're not just good. You're great. You're fantastic. It's wonderful. I love it. What's been going on? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing much. Any, any, I actually have been busy. I've had um, an art show. Yes, I, I went. Had, yes. It was fantastic. Thank you. Down at the Hive Gallery, yes. the History of the Batman art show. It was I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yes, it was. it's my first art show based off History of the Batman, and it featured... 13, 14 artists, and it included art original work from Neil Adams and Kelly Jones, and tons of amazing artists made homage pieces to different eras in Batman's history, things that we discuss on the show each week. And yes, it's at the Hive Gallery. It was at the Hive Gallery in downtown LA. And, and it got extended. Yeah, it, it got extended. The last day was June 5th. And right. I think by this time the episode's out, it may have just closed, just ended. like just, just missed just it. Just missed it. I'm pretty sure. But um, but it won't be the last show. Yeah, it's gonna I'm, come back. You're, yes, I'm planning amazing. on new shows in the future. We got a lot of great feedback, and yes, it was a, it was my first curatorial curatorial experience with Batman and yeah I've been so I've been very busy with that but good busy <laughs> yeah and you rocked it out like I Thank mean it, it's a wonderful little show and it's yeah. you know it really takes you in there you have original art by uh, Bruce Tim Neil Adams yeah. uh, so it, Frank Miller yeah and so it it was great and I think a lot of people enjoyed it so if anyone's will, been wondering where we've been for the last there was a couple weeks where I we know didn't do it. there were a couple weeks that we didn't have episodes I didn't apologize for that in the last show but I am now and I know some people asked me where did the show go but part of that was because I was busy with the show and then life happens which I think everyone can understand I can understand that <laughs> so sorry about that but we will try our best to put out weekly we're pretty, episodes we're doing I mean, good we're so far, yeah. we're okay. So hopefully we'll just keep on track that, that way. Sounds good to me. <laughs> you know what else sounds good to me? What? Loot Crate. Ah! <laughs> I don't know if you know about Loot Crate, London. I do. Loot Crate is awesome. Their subscription boxes rock. There's always something for everyone in their boxes. I always get either an awesome Funko or an awesome t-shirt or socks or different things like that. Loot Crate always brings to the table sweet things to, for in their boxes. <laughs> and affordable, I would say. Yes, definitely. If you if you don't know, for those of you who may not know, uh Loot Crate is basically six to eight items in your in a box. It's kind of it's also referred to as Comic Con in a box, if ah, I remember correctly. Nice. And it's basically six to eight items that are like licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique, one of a kind items and, and all that stuff. And every month they have a different box that goes to a different theme. Yeah. And um 
and it's just full of like awesome stuff. And uh, apparently it's, you know, you can order it for less than 20 bucks a month. But as a special hey, hey to the History of the Batman listeners. Because you guys are awesome. Because you're awesome. <laughs> if you go to www.lootcrate.com forward slash H-O-T-B. Which is which, History of the Batman. What a, <laughs> and you enter the code H-O-T-B-3. That's the number three. You get three bucks off on any new subscription. What? Yeah, I know. Rad. Definitely worth it. That is. Definitely worth it. Totally. So, yeah. And thank you, Luke Crate, for helping out our show. <laughs> uh, okay, London, what are we talking about today? Today, we actually are going to pay tribute to an artist that unfortunately passed away a few weeks ago on May 14th, and that is Darwin Cook. He passed away from a battle with cancer, and he, from what everyone has said, and even from my experience of meeting him darwin cook was darwin you cook met was him yes when i met him at wondercon last year 2015 and he did wow. and he did a panel and i went to it and afterwards i got to talk to him and i took a picture with him too mm -hmm. and and he was so nice he was the nicest person and he's so nice to his fans and people i've heard people who've worked with him especially since after the announcement of his death, all of the all the writers and, and artists and everyone who's worked with him in the past had, had said nothing but good things about him, how his he was his uniqueness with his art and what he wanted to put in every character he did and that he was just generally a, a good person. And it was just it's a huge loss to the comic book and art community. And so he also has contributed a lot to not just DC, but to Batman. And there are a few projects that I thought we could highlight today. If you are trying to figure how you want to remember him, if you don't have some of his work or anything like that, and you find his art, maybe you don't even know Darwin Cook, which is a possibility. But I think you have probably seen his art before or seen his work. And so that is who we're going to talk about today. And yeah, I definitely fall into that category where I, I, I didn't <laughs> know who he was, but I have seen his work. Right, he did, exactly. Uh, he did New Frontier. Yeah. He did uh, the Catwoman revamp. Yeah, he's done, he's done a, a handful of really major, I mean, even if for us, like the projects he did was a handful, they were really great mm -hmm. ones. Yeah, and, and so, he worked uh, in, on the animated series too. Yeah, right? I mean, he's done a lot. So I thought we would just kind of go through just him and kind of what he's contributed to Batman and to DC let's, Comics. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so first of all, his art style. I think... Uh, I knew and, you were going to say that because when I saw his art style, I was like, you know who would like yes. this? <laughs> <London>. <laughs> yes. 1950s pop art style. Exactly. Exactly. And you know that just that's me all day long. Um, and, and even you said before we started the show that it's very reminiscent of Bruce Timm's style, the kind of animated look. And that's yeah, it's it's, kind of a it's, it's a little pinuppy. But right. In a, it's, but in a, it's a very vintage type. Right. Vintage is a better word. Yeah. No, but it's like vintage it, and it fits within that kind of 50s, early 60s era. Right. Um, and era just of the like use of propaganda. Type. Yeah. And even like the use of like heavy lines and the bright colors. And it's very, it's very pop art. But then again, like I said, it, it would fit perfectly if he was a 
golden age artist if he was like a dick sprang or right. someone that was in within that era it's very influenced from that i mean people well, that's have what said, new frontier is all about right right yes and we're, we're going to talk about that and so that art so i think that's one of the reasons why dc the new front the new frontier that's one of I think that's his most well-known work, and it's one of the most popular, actually, DC arcs, I think, still today, is because the art and just the story in itself, it all fits within the era that the story is set in. Yeah, of course you agree. It's, it's, it's like watching an old 1950s version like come to life. Right. It's really cool. Exactly. And I know a lot of people are used to kind of the modern style, the more like the, the distinct sleekness of the art and maybe not this more like vintage, I think is probably the best word to use for it or even animated look. But I think when, Darwin Cook, when he did any character, whether it's Batman or or Wonder Woman or any character, he even he's even said in interviews that he always wants to put their full the full character out on the pages. He doesn't want to hold back. He wants to show the the person, the personification of the character. And I think his art style really showed that. And in an interview he did, I think back in 2012, one of his first introductions to superheroes was Batman was for me. And it's kind of the same thing was uh, the Batman 66 show, the Adam West show. He originally watched that. And ever since he loved superheroes, he loved the character and he knew he wanted to get into comic book art and be an artist, even at the young teenage age, but due to different uh, life style things that are happening he did other careers he didn't he wasn't automatically into comics and it didn't really happen until the late 90s and he actually said that he found an ad on the back of a a a book of the comics journal and it was an ad by bruce tim saying hey we need story book um we need storyboard artists and writers and that was where he's like, okay, well, I'm going to send my art in and see if I can be on it. And of course, it was for the animated series, for Batman animated series, Superman animated series. And that's where he actually started his comic book Batman career. And, and I got to say, what a lucky bird, by the way. Like, I mean, how many people submitted and, you know, right. who got it. And, and it's hard because you're not going to see ads like that today. No, so. no, not anymore. <laughs> you're not going to see Bruce Tim put out an ad right. in like the comic book you buy here at Meltdown Comics saying, hey, you know what we need right now? No. Right. So but that's just almost fate that he and and like so that's why you said Bruce Timm's the art style is very similar and I would agree and I'm sure since they work together that just I mean it flowed so well I'm sure that's why he felt that he would probably be great for the animated series because we've talked about the distinct look of that as well Um, oh I'll talk about that yeah (laughs) so I think Cook's art will definitely fit and so that was in like 1997 so of course that was the new Batman adventures he did story board art for the episode Legends of the Dark Knight mm-hmm. and he and that's the one where each of the the kids tell their different version of Batman and how they see Batman of course you see the Dark Knight Returns referenced in there and then he also did uh, the episode the ultimate thrill or the storyboard for that one and I that's the that one, one with um Roxy Rocket 
So that character, oh, yeah. yes, that's that episode when she's that introduced there, right. right? So, so he did, which fits too. 1950s pinup, pin exactly. Got you. Um, and then, so he worked on on that story, and then after the the animated series ended and Batman Beyond began, he actually did the intro, the introduction sequences to the the title sequences, like. The, for the animated series? For, yeah, for Batman Beyond. He, he did oh, that. Oh, for Batman Beyond. Yes, for okay. Batman Beyond, okay. yes. Okay. Which started in 1989 to like 2001. Oh, yeah, that's a good yeah. one. And so, yeah, and, and everyone loves that intro and that fit too. And even just the, the art in that show in general just looks heavily like Bruce Timm, Dark yeah, Dark, right. that style. Very influential. Um, yeah. And recently, and well, in 2014, when it was the 75th anniversary of, of Batman debuting in, De- in Detective Comics, uh, Darwin Cook, he did a short DC film that was based within the Batman Beyond universe, and that had Terry McGinnis and, uh, and, and Bruce Wayne, which is still a uh, Wilfred L and, and and Kevin Conroy and they voiced it but he did the art for that just to, for the 75th anniversary so if you haven't seen that you should you can look it up on DC Comics website um, if you type in it's an animated short yes it's an animated short and if you type in Darwin Cook it'll pop right up it's on YouTube and, and yeah especially if you liked Batman Beyond and liked the intro it it's the same type of feel and for that's it. D-A-R-W-Y-N yes that's D-A-R-W-Y-N and then Cook is C-O-O-K-E, just in case you want to look up a few things. Because like I said, you maybe you've seen his work, especially if you've seen Batman Beyond. Yeah, I, I would say, <laughs> I I mean, would say like, you have seen his you work. You have seen so maybe his you want to like put a name to the face. Exactly. So I'm sure you've seen his work, but you might not know. So hopefully, so definitely for animated at least right now, that's what he's contributed. So if you've seen the animated series, which is great. And of course that's those shows are that's the nostalgia we all love and that's oh, yeah. and that's a huge part of Batman's history, just the fact that those shows existed and he was a part of that. And then he goes into his first Batman comic. Uh he approaches the idea to DC and that was in uh, like late 2000, um, he did the one shot. It's called Batman Ego. I had a question about this. So oh, I yes. knew I knew that he did it. I haven't mm-hmm. read it. I'm very yes. curious oh, about it. It sounds cool. Yeah. Um, but it, it, they, when I read a little bit about it, it said that it was in prestige format. What What is prestige format? I've never heard of that. Oh, it's just the paneling form. What it's is, like the paneling. They... Usually, I mean, even if you pick up a comic now, let's say, and mm-hmm. you might have about maybe three like one to four major panels on a page and they may be different sizes but in prestige paneling you could have like up to 12 and they're all like in rows like each row of like four oh, and it's kind all, of it's the paneling it's the it's, same size yes it's the same size okay yeah and that and that uh format was in the dark knight returns if you've seen right. that and how that looked and then even in the killing joke and that's prestige format too. i was going to say like almost Almost everything by Alan Moore. Yes. Because Watchmen was like that too. Yes, yes. But, uh, so but his uh, is nine panel. It's not 12. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's pretty much like that. So, But it means each panel is uniform the same exactly, size. Exactly. I right. got you. So this story is, is the same way. Interesting. Yeah. So that's all. I mean, so if you do if you do see that and you see that written somewhere, that's that's pretty much what it means. So and this was Batman Ego. Yes. So this is a pretty big deal. Like I read it's uh it's sixty four pages. Mm-hmm. As a, yes. the, the typical comic is what, twenty two? 
yeah like like to 30 at most and even now when there are one shots they're not that long like in terms of the length but yeah 64 page so what's what's it about what's it what's what makes it so cool (laughs) well i think in a lot of different batman stories throughout the years you deal with batman and then you deal with bruce wayne and you the alter ego right you deal with the alter ego and you see what bruce wayne goes through in trying to keep both dual identities i guess intact Mm -hmm. and so in this story darwin cook he dives into this tortured psyche and he has bruce wayne and batman talk to each other like they're two right they actually have a discussion a conversation and they go through like in a void like in the matrix right kind of like that so batman is like this dark like even more shadowy almost monstrous figure and then Mm -hmm. there's bruce wayne just as he is and they talk about everything they talk about the murder of thomas and martha they talk about the villains that they combat they talk about why he doesn't wow. kill they talk about i mean they talk about everything it's really why deep. he doesn't kill that 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 yeah and they i mean and he even holds a gun and he's like you should shoot i mean it's it's really deep it considering, sounds awesome especially if you are interested in the batman psychology i'm and, interested yeah it's it's a really great story we should talk about it and bring uh andrea back. <gasps> we should because she does want to come back on the show yeah ego. yes that would be great i would love to talk to her about that what's up <laughs> arkham sessions yes shout out anyway <laughs> um but but yes, I mean, of course, his art is amazing. And I think the story, I, I've read some people say the story isn't as strong as the art, but I think coupled together, he does know, it. from what you're telling me, it sounds No, I, I love it. I personally do. I think it's a great story. And I think for anyone who is interested in Bruce dealing with this, which I think he deals with every story, yeah, even if I they mean, don't say it or I they just, don't focus on him <laughs> dealing with the fact that he has to put on the cape of the cowl every I've night. elements of it in other stuff, like in, uh, right. some of, in some of the animated series or maybe it was Justice League. I saw this one thing where they're like, um, I think they were like, what's it like to put on the mask every morning or something? Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm not wearing a mask, like implying that it's when he takes off the mask right. that he's putting on the that mask, he's being on the mask right like, oh, like it's interesting like, right like bruce wayne batman, is the facade. Bat, yeah <laughs> who i really am and bruce wayne is a facade. It, it, i've seen that come up in several stories right. and in, in also in several stories it's something bad happens to maybe an innocent or something and so then batman has to question or if the road bad day too yeah or That's if the favorite. rogues like like in um the episode of the animated series um i am the knight when he's sitting in the back cave and he's sad and he's like the villains they're, they're always back on the streets it's like i don't even do anything oh man and things like that it's kind of like that because in the story um the family of one of joker's henchmen um are killed and so they're innocent they had nothing to do with anything anything bad and so batman feels guilty and he wonders if him being a vigilante because that caused it Mm -hmm. if the lives of innocence i mean does that outweigh or not what he should be doing and so that's Mm -hmm. when he starts to struggle like am i am i part of the cause right exactly am i am i helping or am i causing more pain and Mm. and i think a lot of stories do deal with that but i think here you get that and you don't really get to see bruce wayne and batman talking to one another i think that idea of having them sit face to face 
walk around the back cave, talk about things, talk about villains. And so you do get a highlight of the rogues. You get to see Penguin and Joker and Catwoman. And, and that's always great because I mean, this who doesn't? sounds great. No, it's. I want to read this right now. <laughs> I wonder if they have it here. A oh, meltdown. They Recording might. live in Meltdown. That's 522 Sunset Boulevard. Anyway, I'll have to check it out. But no, yeah. Yeah. So Batman Ego. That so is. Good job, and Darwin. And considering like, that's his first Batman story, like comic. Yeah. I mean, I think that, that's he, great. Yeah. Uh, he wrote it and uh, did the art. He did everything. Yes. That's cool, so, man. Yeah. Good job, dude. Yeah. So that that is great. So already adding to the animated series, he's already contributed a lot to Batman, um, but then he goes into. We're looking at, uh, and I think this is one of his most well-known stories, and it involves like the entire uh, DC universe, and that's a uh, DC: The New Frontier. Right, and Th- that was turned into an animated film. Right, and yes. I saw the film, and it was great. It yeah, was- yeah, and I think most people have probably seen the film. I think. When I say the it new frontier, good. yeah, because I mean all of the animated films, for most part, they're great, and it is definitely it's based. And what I loved is that the art is Darwin Cook's art, and it's already yeah. animated right. in the comics. I mean, it already looks like animation yeah. just on the panel, so it just fit perfectly. And and like I said, it's it's within this 50s, 60s era. It's like the bridge between, and so you meet these uh, the golden age characters. You meet Golden Age Superman and Wonder Woman and Batman. So, and for, Green for the listeners, real quick, the yes. Golden Age is when the characters were first created, right? So, right. like so, 1930 to like 19. Right. So, gold. Yeah. So, Golden Age, at least for our, our the superheroes that we talk about, that started 1938. That's Superman, the first one. So, Golden Age references 1938, 1939 for Batman, all the way to the mid 50s like 55 56 and that's and, all the stuff where like the plots were just kind of like you ne'er do well I'll, right you know, <laughs> how dare you steal the candy from the factory right that kind of stuff yes it went from kind of the detective crime uh, like pulp fiction comics to kind of more of like the science fiction and the weird science things and much more campy even when when Robin was introduced in the comics in the 40s and the 50s it was it was very light by jove chum yes exactly (laughs) and even in the silver age it got it was still a little when did the silver age and silver age started from like the late late 50s like 59 60 and that's all the way into the early 70s so what makes that silver age why is that not another golden age like why oh it was just a it was a transition it was more because of the comics code authority so um because that um limited how the comics were written and and drawn and it kind and they wanted to take away the violence that was in it or the the sexual anything and mm-hmm. so that was a huge transition for comics and creators so that that stopped that era even if the stories were i were a, a similar it, they probably weren't as graphic and mm-hmm. that's even um like for example like with the joker 
um, he was in the 40s Batman comics a lot and he, he killed people and he did all of this age. in the golden age and he did all this bad stuff but then once Comets Code Authority happened he just became this like gimmick villain and that's when like smell my flower yes exactly and all of those things happened and he didn't kill and he really wasn't a scary villain or a dangerous crook like mm. he was before and that's because they thought he was too violent and so a lot of the characters changed and that's those are the eras when we're introduced to characters like Batwoman like the first one and the first Batgirl and they're introduced as romantic interest for Bruce and Dick because they didn't want people to think that Bruce and Dick had a romantic relationship themselves <laughs> and 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 things like that and that's why yeah. Wow. well yeah that that's why they were made so. oh man I thought they were like trying to get female readers like no a, that no, didn't happen no. <laughs> no that didn't happen until Barbara Gordon came in the mid 60s Barbara Gordon was Batgirl she, yes she was the new Batgirl oh, the new yeah one. yeah but that's so funny because dick ends up with the back <laughs> at, at one point exactly even though he left starfire why dick why? <laughs> i that know was, that was awesome. so hardcore i know did were. you see that one where she's like she's like don't you love me forever and true and he's like no <laughs> and you're just like oh my god that's hardcore because they've been together forever anyway starfire teen titans yes what up? Represent. i love robin and starfire anyway all right we have to do a teen titans episode do I, I don't think we've ever done a focus just on just the teen no, titans just in general good, well because batman's not really in it no but people like Robin and, like and all Robin. that, and then especially if we go into the eighties, like the New Teen Titans, like when when Dick is Nightwing and he's all okay, and that's yeah. fun. Let's do it. So yes, that's... put it on the <laughs> put it on the idea burner. Put it on the... <laughs> all right, tell me more about Darwin Cook. <laughs> so in New Frontier, in New Frontier, like we said, his style is very vintage. It reminds you of pinup. It reminds you of. Of, of like Dick Sprain, 50s, Golden yeah. Age, and Silver Age. It's with, set within that era, and it goes into bridging between the late 50s and the early 60s, and it's the meeting of the two different uh, class of heroes, like the Golden Age heroes. And what's great about this story, too, is when we talk about the Golden Age and Silver Age, the the heroes that are introduced in a story are in the order that they're in, that they were debuted in comics. Oh, that's cool. Right. So like the first one you see is Superman and okay. then you see Batman and then you see and, and then the, it, and the costumes are different. Like the 1950s costumes are meeting their modern day Right, art. exactly. And even though like if you look at Batman you can still see the kind of it. The cow is a little high. The symbol, the chest symbol, is a little squished together. Like it's not really defined. Because you got the purple gloves. Yeah, <laughs> and so that's what's great is that. So it still feels like the golden age look. And that's the same thing with Superman. The same thing with Wonder Woman. And and they meet their their Silver Age heroes like Flash. And then you see Martian Manhunter and things like that. And they all have to come together for for the same cause but um you get a lot of like the historical context in it too i mean the new frontier is named off of a, of john f kennedy's speech talking oh, about right. the new frontier so it's that, that it's a very race, yeah? right exactly and so we're kind of in that period of time so it talks about like political and cultural themes within that and the these golden age heroes or these older heroes kind of facing new threats and new 
like I said, cultural things and political things that are happening that they may not understand or they don't know how they would fit into this time period. So it's that transitioning to the new heroes and the new stages. And just like with Silver Age, where Batman changed in like 64, where in terms of the Batman family or his new look or his his adventures or the or the villains that he fought this was kind of explored within this six issue book and and darwin cook both both wrote it and, and, and illustrated it. yes so was the book different from the animated film at all or um, it, was I, it still no it, it, it was still the modern day going back it wasn't the back coming forward right right, right. Okay. yes no the movie represented it really well I mean of course you'll never be able to get all of the detail of in the comic as you do the movie but no it it represented all of the characters well and I know this is a Batman podcast but Batman is, is important just as all of the other characters and it's and you get the like entire Justice League feel into it and it won many awards and won Eisner and it was just praised for its storyline and the and the way that it represented all of the heroes and kind of introduced the Justice League within this period of time because this came out in like the early 2000s and I feel like people who read it, maybe they weren't familiar with this era of heroes. Like you not you're not familiar with the Batman or Superman of the forties and the fifties. And maybe you don't you haven't read the comics, you don't know about them. But even here in this story, I think that era of superheroes represented well. Oh, very much so. And I think that was that was at least for me, part of the joy of watching it was watching the interaction of the the old and the new. Right. You know, the, the old, by golly, Joe, like, you know, right. and then with, we have to kill him, like that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, it was good times. Yeah. So, like I said, that's probably one of, and that's still a, a favorite even today, even uh, before uh, Cook's passing, people still love that book and then like you said a few years later the move the animated movie came out and that was a huge hit so yeah so if you want to read the comic it's in trade paperbacks there's like an absolute version where there's extra um panels that weren't added in and extra art that you can see that darwin did and so you can get like uh, like a deluxe edition super hardback (laughs) yeah (laughs) of dc the new frontier right (laughs) and i'm sure i think the movie's called justice league the new frontier but it's the same thing you're right so so of course, if you want to read that, I, I I suggest you going. I mean, I don't know if they're in stock now because, of course, anytime anyone passes away or something, oh, right. the books like a, sell out right. because everyone wants to read it, which is then what you prob- should do. It's probably in stock. I was yeah. If, if you want to come down to Meltdown, it's probably here. What? Oh, it's not apparently right now. Oh, <laughs> so it's currently out. If you are, if you do come to Meltdown and you do want to order some Darwin Cook stuff, ask and they will, they will, they will ship it for you. They will get it for you. Yeah, it'll come so, immediately. Yeah. Also, if you go and you order it here at Meltdown and you tell the clerk London rocks, <laughs> that's right, you get ten percent off. Right. So if you do pick up whether it's Darwin Cook or any Batman, anything or anything any in the purchase, store, any yeah. purchase in the store store you get 10 percent off if you say london rocks whether you believe that or not but say it, if you 10%. do that'd be great <laughs> yeah. so yes i think uh darwin cook's major 
contribution i think just to dc comics would be the new frontier but his style i mean even if we looked at his batman it's not all it doesn't always look like the golden age batman sometimes the the cowl is a little bit shorter or something, mm-hmm. or it's a little bit more swept back. But just the way that he draws Batman, and he usually uses like thick black lines. So when he has Batman like shadowed or in the dark, he's really like it's just the the white eyes, right? Which, which you know me, I always love the the idea of Batman just as a terrifying figure. I think that right. the more shadow he's in, the better. The, well, that's why you love Kelly Jones, right? Of of course, because it's just so scary. That's the way that that he draws him. But so I think just his art style and uh, the heavy use of pens and line, I think that fits Batman's silhouette well. I think anytime he draws Batman, uh, it it comes out onto whether it's animation or the panels very well. Um, so we know some of the contributions he did to Batman and to D- into just the Justice League, but he also focused on Catwoman for a brief period. I want to talk about the Catwoman because I found it very interesting. But first, let's take a break. We're going right. to take a little break. <laughs> take some, pay some bills. So hang on. All right, good time. Hello. All right, <laughs> let's talk about Catwoman. Yeah. Yeah, I was um. I know he did a, a Catwoman six issue series, and it was actually like totally awesome. Yeah, it, it was a it was a very um, pulpy kind of the pulp novel uh, private eye Dick motif, right? Like he right. had a, he had a private eye who essentially was trying to solve the murder of Selena Kyle. Right. Um, there was a there was actually a series, and it was within a Detective Comics. It was like. 759 to like 762 and it was uh well it was trail of the catwoman and then they actually did a one shot and that was and darwin cook was with ed brubaker on that series and so that meant ed brubaker was the writer yes ed okay. brubaker was the writer and darwin cook was the illustrator gotcha. um the only uh yeah so for new frontier and batman eagle that we discussed on the show earlier he uh both wrote and illustrated those books but here he is just the illustrator um, but he worked on, so he worked on Catwoman in like 2004 and yeah, it still has the same feel as his art. Um, Catwoman almost, uh, in, in one story, Catwoman goes undercover, um, kind of outside what, of the, I have not read it. What is the vehicle for these? Is, is it six short stories as the detective is trying to find out how she was murdered or something? Right. It's, it's, it's just six issues. Um, in in okay. it's it's within the detective comics, and then they did a one shot, which I believe is called Selena's Big Move, and that's still with Ed Brubaker, and that's just a separate story all on its own. But okay. Trail of the Catwoman is the one that you're with, that you're discussing, um, and I'm more. So like the way that Catwoman is drawn, because of course there are a lot of different Catwomans. Sure. Uh, I mean like Jim Balin and all of those different ones, um, but. I think there's so much energy in Darwin Cook's art, maybe because it looks very animated, but... I think um, what spoke to me about it, for me at least, is mm-hmm. um, it looks like it's kind of done with charcoal. 
Yes. Which I thought was really interesting. Right. And it's almost like kind of like the lines I was talking about. Uh, it just it kind of has that feel to it. Right. Like a pastel charcoal kind of sweep of the, of right. the chalk. Yeah. And it just almost feels like it has a lot of movement mm-hmm, with that, mm-hmm. which I think it makes it so lively, which is why it's great for animation. Because right, yeah. animation is just constant movement. I, I agree with that. No, yeah. but but definitely. um and yeah, it's set in, I mean, this story is set in New York and it kind of has that kind of Dick Tracy, like kind of crime thing. And yeah, and and Catwoman, she at first, I mean, they, they're trying to find her, but then she helps uh, the detective in um, solving like this murder um, in in this story. Yeah, the detective is um, Sam Bradley or something. Yes. It's it's Slam Bradley, sorry. Slam Bradley. <laughs> Slam Bradley, which that name by itself. Is uh, very that's, like a, that's a reference to the Mickey the Mickey Spillane well, yeah. stuff, Sam Spade and all <laughs> right. that Maltese Falcon. Right. Um and also since we're talking about uh Darwin Cook's Catwoman, if you do want to buy or read the Batman Eagle, there's also um there's also a, a, a trade paperback that I have and it's uh, Batman ego and um, other tales and, oh. and that. And so the Catwoman work is included cool. in that as well. Nice. Um, so wow, this guy, he's, he's all over. Yeah. So, and that's actually a great to pick up if you want to read both his Batman and his Catwoman. Too. I do. I do want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, and he, he only had a short time on Catwoman, but it was still, I think, the way that he drew her and just kind of fitting into the story, it gave you learned more about Selena Kyle in that way, even though it, it looked more like Catwoman, as I suppose, or I guess focused on her. But I think with each character that he does, you get this unique feel and you, you really can understand the persona of each of of the figures um so but yeah and and ed brubaker's in that run was one of the most popular in catwoman in like the last few years during that time cool. so yeah he did the detective comics run he did a one shot and the other batman that he did was a one shot of batman the spirit and they both um that where, it was a crossover i was gonna say did batman meet the spirit yeah that, that meant the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the spirit if anyone doesn't know is a, a will eisner yes. creation mm-hmm. uh from from the golden age i yeah. guess and uh i don't man you know i really don't know much about him but he's i guess he was a guy and he got killed but he came back and then he could like hunt down stuff he was i don't know (laughs) but they did but he did a one shot of that too and they both try to solve this mystery together since i mean which makes sense given darwin cook's love of the art right exactly um, so it's it's fitting definitely i tried to watch the spirit movie and it was just so horrible (laughs) i I mean i i just had no clue what was going on Mm -hmm. so i I have read one of the Spirit's books, and I know that it was this incredibly influential comic on a whole bunch, of, including, I would assume, Batman. Right. No, But definitely. I don't know much about it, other than he runs around in a fedora and he looks awesome. <laughs> um, 
But uh, but but yeah. So he did that one shot too. And that, did that do well? Was it? No. Yeah. That was that was received well. Yeah. Cool. I think that came out in two thousand seven. Yeah. But <laughs> but no. Yeah. That was great. And and it's a one shot, so that's always fun. And I always love crossovers with Batman. I I will, I love to see him crossing over with with any character. Anybody. Just just to see what is that like. <laughs> I mean, I I want the craziest different crossovers. But Batman it's... meets Ren and Stimpy. You're a fan. <laughs> you want yeah. <laughs> uh, but even now uh, Darwin Cook um, he also did a story in the Batman Black and White series and he inked different uh, Detective Comics stories and just overall I mean he had work with DC Comics he worked with IDW with Parker if, if you know that line and with um, Parker and- Brothers no. I don't know. No. Uh, um, oh, Mason. No. <laughs> you ignorant savage. No. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> but I'm just saying he did e- other. Educate me, London. <laughs> but he just did other other uh, works with different companies. And, and that's been over, I think, the last maybe... Less five years ago, or cool. that was yeah, and he even has um like Batman black and white statue, which if so, if you're a Batman fan, what it's what is awesome. Batman black and white? Oh, uh, it's a series. It's like an anthology. It's um different stories all by a different writer and artist, and they're all in black and white there's no color or anything and they're just different stories i mean it does, it's not in continuity with anything it's like just that a bunch of one shot yeah it's just a bunch of one sh- one shots and, and darwin cook did one which that's is cool great. yeah so and i think a lot of artists have contributed to that line but if you're a fan of the black and white stories like i am I, I love those volumes they're great um so you can check out that um but yeah i think just his art style i i of course am a fan because of the look of it but i think it was unique in terms of all of the other artists that kind of were out during that time that he was that he was doing new frontier and things like that you didn't really see that type of art that is very reminiscent of the 40s and 50s look and that brought back that feel to characters like batman and superman who were huge in the golden age and i think for people who weren't uh, familiar with Golden Age period DC heroes, I think you got a feel for that, especially in the New Frontier and just in Cook's art in general. I think it was, like I said, it had a lot of energy. It was very animated. It had, like you said, the the lines and the way that everything moved. I think it was just fun to read. For me, his comics made just reading comics more enjoyable. And the fact that he was just a very genuine person just by himself and he was a very kind person it is just a a huge loss to the community and the best way i think you can celebrate him is to read the works that we discussed today if you want to watch the batman animated series watch legends of the dark knight and the ultimate thrill which is new batman adventures um if you want to see batman beyond which is a great show even the the opening titles which you can watch the intro on youtube if need be and the the batman 75 short the dc comics animated short by darwin cook that came out in 2014 that's a great um like minute long short and Batman Ego, I definitely recommend. It's a great story. It really looks at our celebrated character and just kind of what I think he deals with every day. But you get to see it from the point of view of 
Batman and Bruce Wayne talking to one another. And it's just, it's pretty deep. And I think it's a, that's a great story. You should read his line on Catwoman, even though it was short, it was awesome. Read the trials of Catwoman and Catwoman Selena's big move and Ed Brubaker's line. Definitely read DC, uh, The New Frontier. If you're not going to read anything else, at least read that because that is an epic uh, six issue story. And it's it's great just if you're a DC fan, you get to see the whole universe pretty much. And you get to see the Justice League and especially in that historical context as well. I'm a huge fan of 60s pop culture. So for me, it's just, yeah. <laughs> I had no great. idea. I know. <laughs> And and yeah, if you can pick up the the one shot of Batman and the Spirit, that's great too. And yeah, that's the that's the best way is to enjoy his work and remember what he contributed to Batman and to DC Comics. And just like any artist we talk about or writer or creator, everyone has contributed something. And even and especially if you don't you aren't familiar with more of his work. Maybe you've seen it or you've seen Justice League the New Frontier. There's more that he has done that looks like that or that is like that and I think people would enjoy it and so I I definitely recommend reading that. <laughs> I'm sold. Yeah, I got to check it out. <laughs> but uh for for your for your listeners and your and your fans if they, if they go out and they read it, how can they get in touch with you oh, to tell yes, you about it? Yes, I definitely want you to tell me about it. Um you can always email me at historyofthebatman@gmail.com. Uh, if you have any comments or questions or episode ideas, anything, feedback, I always read every email. <laughs> and uh, and if you want to follow on social media, I am on Instagram, Instagram.com slash History of the Batman. You can always comment or direct message. You can follow on Twitter at Twitter.com slash Hist of the Batman and on facebook.com slash history of the Batman. But yes, if you want to talk, you can always email me at history of the Batman at gmail.com. Awesome. And uh, if you are looking for hard copies to read of anything, you can come down to 7522 yes. Meltdown <laughs> Comics. Check us out. We have more comics than you could shake a stick at. We also have <laughs> comedy shows in the back. We've also got numerous other podcasts on the podcast networks, um, including one, one of many others that I produce. Uh, you can check it out. And um, i trying to think. What else? <laughs> I guess that's pretty much it. I am the producer and the audio engineer of this one. Thanks for listening. And London, peace, love, and Batman. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>